0: creating conversations, you can share. That's what Arrow.net is all about. Arrow.net. A-R-R-O-E.net. All right, let's pod crash. Episode number 148 is with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge from the podcast Two T's in a Pod. Good morning, Arrow. How are you? We're good. Good morning. We're good. I, I got to ask what? you, like I ask all, all rock stars and stuff like that, the way that you guys perform <laughs> on that microphone, it's like it is an extension to your imagination because you guys are such <laughs> naturals on that microphone.
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh jeez!
2: <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad uh, yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, my <laughs> bath has got me in trouble for all these years, so why not put it to good use here?
0: But is is it? <laughs> well, that's what I love about the microphone is that you can you can reach into areas that you know that that go further than just your ears.
2: Very true, and we're happy to be here in Charlotte right now. Wait, wait, wait. you're in
0: Charlotte, North Carolina.
2: No, aren't you? You are. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See how you use that microphone? You had me convinced. (laughs) Right.
1: I've never been to North Carolina. I'm actually really wanting to go.
0: It's it's a pretty cool place. Ask your friend Teddy. She she actually lived in uh um what, South Hilton Head? hilton head south carolina i did
2: and you can't get to hilton head directly so any time that i would go to go home or go to my dad's or anything you always fly through charlotte
0: yep 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 and and you know i I love the way that south carolina does that with with the beach cities and stuff like that because i think that what they're trying to do is take care of all small towns so you have to drive through every single one of them to get to your destination
2: very true. <laughs> very you're going, when you're going to south of the border, it's like you never saw such a place. And there's all these <laughs> billboards everywhere.
0: So who came up with the name Two T's in a Pod? Because I'm telling you, that's that's very original.
1: Oh, my gosh. This is hilarious. Um, when iHeart reached out to me and they you know, were explaining things to me and uh, told me it was Teddy's podcast. So I just assumed we were going to take the the same name. And I was talking to one of my friends and uh, I said, Yeah, I'm gonna go and start, you know, with Teddy on our podcast. And he's like, Oh, two Ts in a pod. And I'm like, Oh my God. I go, that <laughs> that that is perfect. That's a name. So I can't take credit for it, but I definitely gave it to iHeart and I didn't expect them to like be like, oh, let's you know, change your name or anything like that, but it did work out perfectly.
0: Well, iHeart has been such an innovator when it comes to podcasting because I remember back in 2012 when I came to them with an idea for podcasting, they were like going, ah, okay, um, I don't know what you're doing, but just keep practicing and now look at what they've done. <laughs>
2: It's huge. They, yeah, I mean, they have so many huge. incredible podcasts, and their production team is so on it. I mean, and they're so lovely to work with. You, you forget you're working.
0: They we're, are. They are amazing. We're in this age of of connection, storytelling stuff, and that's what you guys do on on this podcast. Is that I like the way that you go in there and you break it down and and you 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 tell us what you know, like like what's happening, how we can look deeper into the show. I I don't watch the show the same anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we love that. We like to compare ourselves to, like, sports broadcasters who, orig- like, used to play sports. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> that, we're, we're
1: actually injured <laughs> <yeah>. athletes. <laughs> injured athletes that got kicked to the curb. So now... We're, we're red-shirted. Now, now we got a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> how,
0: how do you prep for it? How do you show prep for it? Do you guys sit there and Zoom each other first and then go into it, or how, how do you do it?
1: Uh, we send a lot of, like, just... Topics, news topics to each other all the time. But, you know, iHeart's so great to work with. I mean, you can, you know
2: better than anything, Teddy. I mean, they send us, we essentially, we're all on a group text and then we send our stuff back and forth and then they pretty much write it up for us. But we try not to speak via voice prior to it because we want it to be fresh. It's like our opinions, our responses. And sometimes if you talk things through, then it doesn't feel as natural. At least it's to me. Too, yeah, it's too
0: rehearsed. Too rehearsed. A- absolutely true. Because we we in radio we call that save it for the air, and and we we would yeah. be in the studio and go da, 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 da. save it for the air, save it for the air. Don't don't go there. And then, oh. and so then you sit there in that studio. It's like you're alone, and and you don't want to say anything.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. And then you know you're every once in a while you're struck with something hilarious, and then you're so excited that you thought about it on the air. <laughs> so you're like.
0: Right. <laughs> Well, listeners need to understand that both of you have got real lives and stuff like that away from the microphone. In the way that Teddy, that you, that you hold people accountable for their health and for their strength and stuff like that. I mean, that you're, you're a giving person in that way.
2: I mean, truthfully, it started out as a personal journey. I just needed to change my life. I was at a a point, you know, where I was struggling. I was looking to other people for validation. I wasn't taking care of myself. And I wasn't able to be, you know, the best mom, the best wife, the best business person, anything until I started taking care of myself. And then I realized that, you know, my actual purpose, once I I got to a place where I was comfortable, was helping other people achieve the same goal. Because I think the biggest thing when you're struggling, is you you continue to think that you're alone Mm -hmm. and just knowing you're not alone. There's other people Um, in the same situation. We're all in this together has really just been such a game changer to me. And now it's been the only thing that's ever worked for me. I'm, you know, over seven years in to you know, being accountable to taking care of myself. And it's,
0: I'm, I'm really, really lucky. Have you created a podcast in any way where, you know, where you can share that journey with people that are tapping in? Because there are so many people alone in their cars, alone going back to work and they need people like yourself in order to spread that journey.
2: Yes, for sure. I've talked about it on Teddy Teapot. And then one of, I did a podcast with Ed Milet where I really talked about the beginning of of the transfer, you know, my life transformation, because, you know, people always say, how did you get motivated? How did you start? And I'm like, I, I didn't get motivated. I just was sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, I was that person that w- became like misery loves company. And I would vent and I complain. And finally I was like, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm taking action. And I started actually an Instagram account and just said, I'm changing my life today. Follow along if you're interested. And what that ended up doing was, you know, of course people started following because they wanted to see if I was going to succeed. But then people also started following to see if I was going to fail. But what that started doing was driving me and building my Mm self-confidence to know that I can show up for myself. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, Tamara, I mean, you live in a world as well where that needs to be motivated. I mean, with a cosmetic line and also home sales and stuff like that. I mean, you've always got to be on your game.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've had our, our, our cut fitness, our gym for nine years now. Um, I own a health and wellness, Vena CBD, which we've been in business for three years. I'm a real estate agent, influencer, mom, grandma, now podcaster. Um, I too have been asked many times for uh, Eddie and I to do a health and fitness podcast. And that's something we played around with for quite a while. And I just never felt fully comfortable doing it. I was always afraid of podcasts, mostly because of my big mouth and getting in trouble. <laughs> but, uh, but I was just thinking, the other day, Teddy, that we should definitely devote, like even if it's five minutes to each podcast about health and fitness, because that's something that we're both very passionate about. And it's not something that it's coming in and out of our life. Like this is our, this is our life. This is our lifestyle. And a lot of people don't understand that I've mentored people that have never worked out in their life. And all of a sudden they're working out consistently and they're like, why didn't I do this sooner? Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how it was going to help me mentally, physically, you know, everything.
2: So well and that's the beauty of the podcast. We can continue, you know, changing it up and figuring out what works for us and feels most authentic to us. And that's what I absolutely love about doing it with iHeart is they're open to our suggestions and what we're Interested in talking about, and it makes it fun. I mean, even this last week we did a thing on our mean tweets, and people are dying. Oh yes, (laughs) the stuff people write to you—like you would—I would never in a million years write to somebody. (laughs) Right,
1: right. I I love them. They're like, if you think that people hate you now,
0: now that you're hanging
1: out, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna lose sleep over that one.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it, it's, that, it's that connection because you know, people always ask me about terrestrial radio versus podcasting because there's still so many people that don't understand the strength of podcasting and why they need to become listeners and it's like because we get to say things that relate with you and that aren't governed by program directors and consultants and, and it really do, it, yeah. it it's, like, it's like I'm sitting when, when I'm listening to two T's in a pod it, you're in the car with me that is so valuable to me because I'm not alone when you're in the car with me
2: right, right. Yeah, yeah I agree yeah, I mean, and especially if you live in a place where you're in the car a lot, it makes your time go by so fast. And you're just like, when when you're listening to a good podcast, you're like, oh, phew, what traffic?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have to ask you, though, were, were you drinking champagne or was it water? Because when when you brought that up at the beginning part of that podcast episode, I'm going, oh, <laughs> they painted a picture inside my imagination. Now I have to question the situation.
1: Mine was, we, champ- I, mine was champagne because I like champagne too. For <laughs> yeah. the first
2: one, we haven't we haven't continued to drink on the pod, but for the first one, speak for think... yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. See how it is. <laughs> well, next week I'm on
1: it.
0: He's we down.
1: should have we should have a segment called Tipsy Tipsy with the Teas Tipsy with Teas. Yes, <laughs> and we'll we'll drink and, and interview somebody. Really, and, and it'll be illegal for a long time. I know
2: it'll be illegal <laughs> for a long
0: time. Let's talk about Kyle. Why does Kyle know it all? What what what's going on in Kyle's life that he knows <laughs> it all?
2: Um, Kyle, she is just you know the beauty of her. She's been doing this for so many years that it's just second nature to her and she's so much fun. And I think that, you know, we had so much fun interviewing her that, I mean, it was, it it felt like we were just hanging out in you know, each other's living room.
0: And, and that in itself is, is, I mean, that, I mean, talk about a connection. I mean, because I mean, that's, that's reaching beyond the moment with the, with the cameras and all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think what people don't realize is yeah. When we originally started out on housewives, it, it was, it did feel like work. It was showing up to a job, but then mm-hmm. true relationships really are formed and they become some of your best friends. And like, you know, I never would have thought, uh, it, you know, 35 years old, I was going to meet one of my best friends filming a reality television show where I fight with women. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've, I've always wondered that because in the radio industry, you know, we're all team chum chum in, in, inside the studio. But boy, once once somebody's terminated, well, there went your family out the door. It's like a divorce. It's gone. And, and, and you know, mm-hmm. you, you try to still have that family spirit, but nah, it doesn't really work. But I love it that you guys still have that connection.
2: Yeah, I'm really lucky. I mean, because, you know, we, we've we talked about this on the podcast, but, you know, some of Tamara's ex, you know, Castmate. yeah, castmates. castmates weren't quite the same. And yeah. I it's felt... A di- r- It's a different
1: cast. It's a different cast on Orange County. They're so cutthroat over there. And the one beauty, I was actually talking to Heather Dubrow about this yesterday, is the beauty of of Beverly Hills is you guys support each other and you're there for each other, thick or thin, no matter what's going on in your lives. And um, the other day, Teddy, when you told me that the girls... Text you and said so they missed you at the People's Choice Awards. I'm like, that would never happen in Orange County. They're like, ha, you're gone. I'm, I'm on top now. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, Beverly Hills, I never felt like there was a situation where anybody was fighting for screen time or, you know, would do anything to get to the top. Like, truthfully, we're friends that are doing the best we can to make a show and be yeah. authentic to who we are. But I never felt like, oh, these women are going to try to ruin my business or ruin my marriage or any of those types of things yeah which you
0: know you're lucky you're so lucky very lucky <laughs> well I've, yeah. I've always wondered that about when, when, when things do happen on the show how does it affect you know everything that's away from those cameras I mean because I mean you say the wrong thing and, and you know in, in this cancel culture society we live in nowadays it's like oh crap I just said it
1: yeah. It's hard. It's put it I mean it's very hard to be on reality TV especially if you push the envelope and you, you know, say how, how you feel and you're honest, you can get canceled. You can get sued. You people are so sensitive to to things and it it for me personally because I do have a mouth, it it's pretty hard.
2: Yeah. And I, for me yeah. I'll go, go ahead. ahead. I'm an overthinker by nature. Mm-hmm. So put a camera in front of me and then ha- have a mistake, make a mistake. (laughs) Yeah. Like you go to bed and you're just in your own head about it. And I think oftentimes it's so much worse in your head than it ends up being. And then the times that you think aren't going to be bad, something happens that like, it's, you know, there's a flashback or there's whatever, and then it ends up terrible for you. So I find yeah learn like you never know what to expect, and if you think something's going to be bad, it's going to be all right. If you think something's going to be great, it's terrible. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> don't, you,
1: don't you feel that you can sleep better at night, Teddy? Now that you don't have the show and the episodes coming, mm-hmm. and you're like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? And you just stay awake at night thinking about all the crap that you said that you shouldn't have
2: said. Or mm-hmm. what, yeah, I mean, it's, about you. The hardest part for me about being on the show is the confessionals that you'd have to watch later once you thought you were already okay and in a good place with somebody and then you know they say something bad about you and you're like hold on but we're good and you know that (laughs) they did it after the fact so then you have to get re-upset yourself and then you say something and it's just it it can be it can be really fun but it can also be very toxic to your mental health
0: (laughs) so do you become addicted to those cameras because i mean there's something about the energy of a camera that even even though it's off to the side and stuff like that you still know that you have to be on and that adrenaline is moving through you
1: Yeah. 100% for me, like, um, I did drama in high school, so I'm normally pretty quiet, but when a camera gets in front of me, like, or I get in front of a camera, I just pep up and I just, it's almost like, I don't know the cameras there, but
2: I also, my body kind of goes into this performing (laughs) type of mode. And I think you kind of see the same thing throughout. I mean, most of the housewives that I have met from all the different cities are kind of introverts. Mm -hmm. But they have like this, something that comes out in them once they're on camera and it's not fake. It's just, there's fire in you. There's all of a sudden, there's something very different about like, let's say that Tamara and I were on a show together and you know, in real life, something isn't that big of a deal, but all of a sudden when you have, when you know that so many other people are going to be judging the disagreement, all of a sudden, your opinions are a lot stronger and a lot bigger because you're thinking, yeah, I need people to see my side. I need need to be right on this or whatever it is. And so you kind of double down on what your natural response may be. Like, oh, whatever, I'll get over it. But all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm right here and I need you to understand it.
0: Do you ever have one of those conversations with the other housewives in the way where you walk up to them and go, Mary, Whitney, please stop, stop, stop. Okay, on camera, you're this person, but in real life, don't, don't change. Don't, don't do this to yourself.
1: There's a lot of people like that. And just recently I filmed a show with other housewives that I didn't necessarily know that well, just kind of superficial. And you see a different side to people when they film. Some people are exactly the same way. Other people are like, oh my God, like I didn't expect this at all. And you want to take them aside and just go like, chill
2: man
0: (laughs) you make
1: an ass out of yourself
2: (laughs) definitely and and I think also you make a choice like you decide so I always would choose you know when you're when you're being produced and you're thinking about what you're going to say or what you're going to do and you're having issues with somebody else you have the choice as a housewife are you going to be somebody that's direct and saying it to the other housewife Uh to their face or are you gonna say it behind their back? And so I always chose to say it to their face because I always would say like, I don't want this to bite me in the butt later. But what ends up happening is if you're not naturally a confrontational person, it comes off like ugh, like you're just like I have to do this because I can't be someone that's going to talk about you behind your back so it's like this you know it, it, it's your morals are are really hitting at you
0: see I, yeah. I, I couldn't do a show like that because I, I like to hold things inside and then one, once I pop I pop big time but it's only for a few moments
1: that's all right that's it that's good too we like yeah, that, good,
0: maybe like
1: a good
2: explosion. Yeah. yeah, there was a You know, there was a couple of those on uh, on our sh- on our shows as well. And you know what? When it does happen, you're like, well, that was some good television, but that was scary.
0: <laughs> but wouldn't when, you guys agree though that you know one of the big stars on 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 every single episode is the the facial expressions. Those facial expressions are priceless to a viewer.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mary from Salt Lake City, like the facial expressions in that woman just kill me. <laughs> I mean, she's
2: so over the top. And then they like pan on it and they'll keep showing the same facial expression over and over
0: and over. Again. It's amazing. It's okay. amazing. Now, are, are you like radio people in the way that you ha- you show prep uh, by, by reading the girls' magazines, by, by going out and drinking what other people are doing, what your viewers are doing, so that you know who your viewers are? Or do you just say, no, I'm just going to be me?
2: I mean, we do do something prior to the podcast where we say ask questions for us, yeah, and then we answer those. You know, either at the beginning or the end of the pod, because ultimately, especially in the world of social media right now, there are so many people that you want to connect with, but it's impossible. So this way, you can kind of relate and answer the questions that that they really have. But you know, I think ultimately, not if you're for everybody, you're for nobody. Yeah. So you've got to be yourself and, you know, show up and people are either going to love it or hate it. I always say I'm the personality type where you either love me or you hate me. There's really no in between.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> That's you know, good though. With, with the podcast and everything like that, two Ts in a pod, do you do you go in and look at the numbers or do you say, no, 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 We'll we'll host it, but I'm not doing the business side of the podcast.
2: Oh, no, we're competitive. <laughs> oh, we're always like, a, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: No, um, and, not- and then and we always like uh, send them out there on Instagram. Like, these are our numbers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, look, still the number one housewife podcast. Yeah, yeah. we are. We are. Great there's. dink. I know
1: there's other housewife podcasters out there and we're, we're beating them. They've been out there for years. So it feels kind of
2: good. whenever anybody dms us that like dms us the numbers like we could be cool playing it cool not repost but we're like no like we got a touch of a chip on our shoulder we'll repost
1: (laughs) just a little bit yeah i guess just for the hater the haters you know like even my good friend vicky gumbelson called me and said hey, um, I saw the blogs. They don't really like you and Teddy together. <laughs> and I'm like, our number, our numbers are great. She goes, yeah, those will go down soon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm well, like, no, no, they're not,
2: because now I'm going to be really competitive. <laughs> and we're like, and Vicki, I have a feeling that means you wish you were on this pod. So let's simmer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big, big.
0: Well, it's Gene Simmons that says that if you don't believe it's bigger than life, how do you expect us to believe it's bigger than life? And you guys really do make that happen.
2: Oh, I love that. Thanks. That's, that's a good call.
0: Come back to the show anytime in the future, you two. The door is always going to be open for you.
2: Oh, thank, thank you.
1: you so much. This is great. Thanks.
0: You be brilliant today, okay?
1: Thanks.